0: bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold this is where the fun begins hello and welcome to jedi knights the official star wars podcast for joy clicks my name is mike Connors, and as always in in the co-pilot seat i have my
1: co-host here christian buckley how are you man doing well mike woke up uh accidentally slept slept through my alarm this morning um oh no and that threw my whole day off, and I was like, I can't go on Twitter because Kayla texted me. She's like, "Did you watch all caps?" She's like, "Alert, alert!" And I was like, "Okay, I can't look at Twitter at all today. I can't mess with that." So, <laughs> start of the day yeah, like dude. that, and now, right in a good spot, in a good mood.
0: I have to say that Twitter was like, no holds barred. Like spoiling this this today's episode yeah. of Obi Wan, just like craziness nobody was nobody nobody was safe
1: not at all um, how are you though how are you doing
0: pretty good man um i you know woke up at six thirty this morning to watch this episode <laughs> uh which is like not the most ideal we talked about this so many times not the most ideal way to watch but um you know you gotta do what you gotta do to get your star wars fixes in any way you can you know so i um i'm feeling good though Um, i'm really excited to talk about this episode today Mm -hmm. i have some spicy takes that i'll tease uh just by saying i have spicy takes Mm -hmm. and
1: uh yeah i'm excited to talk hell yeah dude and it's going to be immediately basically because there's not much news going on in the star wars world still post celebration but i did recall one tidbit that i want to throw out to you right now it's talking about the optimal way to view obi-wan kenobi um i believe only in canada right now but cineplex is next week on the 22nd doing an event where they're going to be stream or not streaming but um playing all five episodes of kenobi that are released so far and then watching the sixth episode in a movie theater which i'm incredibly jealous of they said the event's gonna run five hours uh i wish that was me i wish i was a canadian
0: yeah, dude, I was looking at that and I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, like Cineplex, it sounds like something that we'd have here in the States. It sounds like something that I've heard before. Yep. But, but, you know, upon further research, I was like, oh, this is like only a Canada thing. And like, you know, the UK and whatever. And I was like, that's so lame. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I'm
0: not going to get in my car and drive to Quebec, like just
1: to see. <laughs> that, yeah, dude, We're, fathom events. What are you doing? What's going on?
0: i mean you know at least like put it in some like amc like i don't know you don't have to put it in a bunch of theaters in the united states but like you know cover the coasts a little bit yep. like i don't know doesn't make any sense to me but alas alas um yeah i did see that very interesting i wish i wish we can go see it too but uh before we talk about episode five or sorry part five of obi-wan kenobi today uh let's let's do a little something something that we always do at the beginning of the episode and that's from the jedi archives uh this is a segment in which christian and i both go on on onto the sacred jedi texts aka wikipedia and we choose a article whether that be canon or legends um, and we bring it to the table to educate one another about uh what's uh what we brought so christian what'd you what'd you choose today man
1: i brought cassian andor a classic <laughs> one of my favorite characters of the disney era here we go cassian jerone andor wait Jero- jerome jerome j e r o n oh okay cassian <laughs> jerone andor also known by the aliases willix ak jorth sward and the codename fulcrum was a human male soldier, pilot, and intelligence officer who served in the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars and later with the Alliance to Restore the Republic during the Galactic Civil War. Andor was a skilled operative, working as a spy and an assassin, performing many missions for the Alliance.
0: So interesting there, Christian. The, one, of the, one of the first thing the point that jumped out to me was Fulcrum. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that was like also ahsoka's code name mm-hmm. in the rebellion at for some time mm-hmm. uh post or i don't know if it was no it was still it was it was while cassie and andor was still kicking yeah um so that's really interesting I, I do you know where that comes from do we have any idea of was like a comic or something that they call them fulcrum because like can there just be like multiple fulcrums that's like these are the questions running through my
1: head right now <laughs> i don't know maybe it's like how lucas was like oh yeah Skywalker's like smith it's just an average name like maybe that's the same thing maybe fulcrum is just like how we'd say like yeah. the eagle has landed for like anything you know <laughs>
0: like yeah that's
1: true uh, i'll do a quick google search to find an answer but uh the thing that stood out to me oh wait was the cis
0: oh yeah i was about to say that too yeah. uh, but before we just before we get into that real quick wasn't there in Rebels like some Imperial officer who ends up being like a covert agent for the rebellion? Isn't he also called Fulcrum?
1: I I I, I think so. P- Price or something? No. That is Call of Duty, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Well, actually Arihinda Price. Oh, okay. Is yeah, but not the one I'm thinking of. Anyways, yeah, the whole CIS thing though, craziness
1: yeah which i guess timeline wise makes a lot more sense because when in uh rogue one he says i've been in this fight since i was six years old i always assumed that was like oh uh he he must be like in his early 20s because the rebellion is only like 20 years old by the time he was a in rogue one and those events but if that line is referencing the fact that he was a member of the cis when he was six that gives the window of his age being a bit more closer to uh diego luna as an actor so
0: yeah i mean i think that makes a lot of sense and i think there's like a lot of misconception around like like star wars fans like cis doesn't necessarily mean like bad guys like You think about it you know they're framed that way i guess in the clone wars they're framed that way in the
1: prequels they have confederacy Um, in their name you know
0: yes they have confederacy in their name but like if you really just like strip away all of like the bias that we know like you know they had a reason to to leave the republic when they did so on face value like not necessarily like evil um obviously like palpatine was just pulling the strings on both sides which makes it a little bit more nefarious, um, but yeah, that's kind of interesting that Cassian like has that background. He's coming from a, a, you know, a place where, you know, your your princess Leia's of the world are not coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, your Mon Mothmas of the world are not coming from. You know, because they've always been pro-republic, and rather the CIS like, you know, felt like they were being undermined by that whole political system. So mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, very. So did not know that about him t- until uh five minutes ago
0: yeah that's super super cool well what did you bring Um, so shout out shout out cassie and andor but um i brought a planet uh a planet that you and i both know and love i may have brought it before but i really love this planet when i think of star wars sometimes i think of this uh terrace terrace um in the uh this is featured in the knights of the old republic game i believe it is canon but it hasn't really been explored in the same way it was uh in legends um so Terrace was an urban planet in the fifth orbit of its star located in the Terrace system um the term teresian was used to describe people and products from the planet um which took over a millennium to build after being settled by human colonists from unknown origins it's kind of like the poor man's coruscant in a way Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) it was it was coruscant before coruscant was cool and um i just really like all the sequences that happen on this planet like especially in the beginning of of 19 republic and when darth uh malik like totally just glasses it from space that's like one of my
1: favorite parts of any star wars anything so um spoilers (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) should have played it by now yeah it's a good tutorial planet i think you know
0: yeah i also just like i just like the aesthetic like it's it's kind of like Coruscant, but like a little like like different I, in in a way that's like kind of
1: hard to ex- to describe. And if Coruscant is New York, Terrace is Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's actually really
0: that's an apt comparison. Thank you. Sure.
1: I've never been to Chicago, but I've been to Terrace, and it's got the same vibes.
0: <laughs> As someone who's who has quote unquote been to Coruscant and Terrace, and who has actually been to Chicago and New York, I'd say that's that's pretty accurate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um but yeah terrace i always think of that planet something that i always kind of like associate with star wars yeah maybe that's just me being old but (laughs) gotta love terrace man oh yeah um well awesome man i really love doing that segment it's fun to just talk about like some random stuff in the star wars uh galaxy but uh, why don't we just get into it, since there's not much news, we're still kind of on a lull from Star Wars Celebration, uh, outside of some, like, you know, here and there, like, comments that some actors made, I think Taika he said that he's writing his, his new, yeah <laughs> he's, he's writing his new movies, um, which is cool, we knew that, though. Yeah, uh,
1: hey, Mike, listeners, guess what, I'm recording this podcast right now, there you go. Yeah, it's the same same amount of weight behind that statement.
0: <laughs> literally, literally, yes.
1: It's like Yes, <laughs> the, we got a release date at a certain amount of time away from now. Then, yeah, you should be doing what you're doing right now. It's like that. Yep. Yeah, legit. <laughs> That's it. It's it's like it's non news mm-hmm. news. It's
0: it's really nothing. But it's good to know that it's happening. Yep. Um, but why don't we talk about what what is actually happening? Stuff that we've actually seen recently, Christian, which is part five of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and this dropped earlier today we're recording this about like six thirty eastern on uh june 15th the wednesday um and i have to say that with one episode left in this series i'm a little confused as to like what the whole point of this all was you know and we can get into it in more detail let me just say that i thought that the episode was entertaining for sure like a lot of cool stuff happened and had a lot of cool moments but like the more i think about it the more just like what's happening is not really adding up to me like it it all kind of seems like rinse wash repeat of like the same like story basically (laughs) like just obi-wan trying to like run away and seems like every episode like he runs away in a new ship or something like that and it's kind of just, like, I, it feels like it feels like the story is, like, lagging in a way. And to me, that's a little disappointing. I, I, I understand that, like, this episode does have a lot of, like, really awesome visual scenes. And, like, it gives us some information about characters that we didn't have before. But I'm just, like, having a hard time, like, caring, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I, and I know that that's not, like, the popular opinion, but I, I had to say it. You know, I only spit facts here on the Jedi Knights podcast.
1: Of course, of course. Uh, I hear I hear you, for sure. I, and I can understand that perspective. I am on the other side of this, in a way, I guess, where I'm enjoying the show. I do think, like, my main criticism so far, this many episodes in, because there's been a lot of bullshit criticisms about this show, I think, um, that Definitely. neither of us feel, but... My thing is, I feel like I'm really, really loving it. The only thing I don't love about it is that it doesn't really feel like it's ever had an opportunity to rest and like allow things to breathe and really stew on the revelations or emotions as much as I would like it to. Um, But that's been like really the only thing I'm not super down with with this Obi-Wan Kenobi show cuz to your point about like I don't know what was necessary about this we've had that conversation a lot leading up to the show right where i don't think the show is necessary at all right like maybe that's because going into it i was like this isn't necessarily a story we need to tell because we didn't have it before and we didn't have like miss out on anything before it's just kind of doing what the prequels and the clone wars did where it's filling out a timeline and if you're into the way it's being filled out or not i think depend or um will sway you on your overall opinion about the show but yeah outside of me wanting them to really just let some of these moments breathe and i think they do a little bit in this episode uh just comparatively um i'm i'm satisfied so far that's where i'm at
0: yeah and i think that's fair enough and i want to reiterate the fact that like that's like my criticism is not to say that i'm like not entertained by this because i definitely am and like you know i'm a star wars shill honestly (laughs) so like you you throw anything in front of me and like on some level i'm gonna like it but like i also like have somewhat of a critical mind and like will look at this and be like, yeah, it's not really, like, adding up to, like, what I expected it to be, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not to, not to say that, like, you don't, because, like, you're just coming at it from a different perspective than me, which is, which is great, mm-hmm. and that's the magic, that's the magic of all of this, you know? Yeah. Um, but to me, it just seems like, seems like it's just sort of pointless, and, like, I, I understand what you're saying about, like, how, yeah, it was kind of pointless to begin with, Mike, like, what are you talking about? But, like, I kind of hoped that, like, they would take the opportunity sure. to do something, like, radical. You know? Something, like, something really interesting. Something that, like, nobody really expected. Like, yeah. I was expecting it to be, like, super dark. And, or not super dark, but, like, darker than what it is. And, like, just, like, play with the characters in, like, a different way. But now I just feel like Disney in some ways are just getting in their own way. Like, introducing, like, new characters. Mm-hmm. And, like just like muddying up the story about stuff that like honestly the vast majority of the people who love the prequels just don't care about like what we care about is like obi-wan and darth vader and like not to say that i don't i don't appreciate like moses ingram's acting because i think she's a great actor i just like don't really understand her character Mm -hmm. like it just like i i just i i'm having a hard time like relating or like feeling any connection to her and also like I think you make a good point about how like this show doesn't seem like it has any time to rest because I was thinking about this earlier like it kind of it kind of feels like it has like the last Jedi syndrome where like that movie just starts like five minutes after the last movie ends Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like okay well like we didn't get to see any progression you know what I mean like we didn't really get to have anything simmer sit and that's kind of like the same way that I feel about the show because it is just like Oh no, Darth Vader's is about to capture us. Like let's escape. Oh no, Darth Vader's is about to capture us. Let's escape. Mm-hmm. Like rinse rinse wash repeat. And then, to me that's just like kind of boring. Like I, I I don't know. And I don't mean to be a Debbie downer and I don't want to be part of the quote unquote fandom. Mess. No, you're so not. You're I just not. <laughs> I just I just I don't know. Like that's just how I feel about yeah. it. Like it's it's fun. It's a fun show. I just don't it's not hooking me the way I hoped.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the points you're making, like, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I just think, like, for me also, and we'll get to the episode specifically in a second, but, like, um, last week the internet started, like, hating the show, right? Because it was, like, yeah, where's the flashbacks? Where's Anakin? <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. literally, <laughs> wait seven days. There you yeah. go. And I think like not to uh, like put a wet blanket over what you're saying because I do think like what you're saying. I like I said I agree with a lot of the, the points you're making. Um, I put more than anything with every piece of media. I put so much worth and value on how I feel about something on its ending, and. With all the pieces we have right now, I do feel that they can, in a finale, really, like, elevate all the parts that we've had going on in this show to really, like, come together and specifically for the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, allow him to sort of face what he did, acknowledge that he completely messed up, but, like, be okay with that and live with that and allow him to be the Obi-Wan that we meet in A New Hope. Like, they're all the pieces are here, I think, throughout the episodes. Like, we've seen moments of him dealing with what feels like PTSD, the way it's, like, acted out. Um, Yeah, yeah. The way that, like, he's felt, like, just a shadow of guilt every time he looks at Leia, Uh, just coming to terms with like what will have to be done to allow people to just be safe again uh, all these things i think rest on obi-wan admitting and like kind of forgiving himself you know to sure. like a point where we haven't necessarily seen you and obi-wan have that jovial sort of like uh oh, it is what it is alec guinness obi-wan sort of thing yeah. And if in the final episode, like with another Vader confrontation, or uh, maybe something with, with like him and Reva, I, I think if Obi-Wan is given the time, he can like tie together all those really st- strong elements of why is this an Obi-Wan show that we've like planted throughout the first five episodes. I know that's a lot of weight on a finale, but when I, like I said, I put a lot of weight on finales, so
0: fair enough i just think that like the first few episodes of this were like really focused like the first honestly the first episode i'd say was really focused on like where is obi-wan in this part of his life like what's his psyche like how is he handling like the events of his past and all that kind of thing and like as the show progressed it just seems like they've kind of put that to the wayside in some ways and just been like yeah, but uh, Kumail's in this show. And uh, OJ O'Shea Jackson Jr. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Adira Varma. And and they're doing all this other cool stuff. Like, look here instead, you know? Yeah. And Obi-Wan's just like along for the ride. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, but like... Like, what, what about Obi-Wan, though? Like, like it's you know? funny.
1: Because the way you're talking about that is kind of how I felt about the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Where... In what way? I was like i'm really enjoying seeing like the the accoutrements of this show being like oh this is what it was like in the transitional period this is how the credit transfer worked this is how like uh airport security changed like all that stuff was really cool but i was like well the bad batch are unique interesting cool characters and none of them really get time to be cool interesting unique characters because it's all about like oh what cameo do we got oh let's go do this thing and oh look at the empire's bad everybody it's changing things up um so hearing because i i think the points you're bringing up about like these additional characters i am looking at the same way i looked in the bad batch but i still am satisfied with what i'm getting out of obi one i guess um and that could be on me just not viewing him like I've always kind of viewed him as like a secondary main character and maybe it's not out of the question or it's not like strange to me that he's still operating a similar role but I understand like if the show's called Obi-Wan Kenobi and he's still in that like secondary main character role is that a disappointment or a failure and if it is I think that's valid you know
0: yeah. Uh honestly, man I always thought that Obi-Wan was like I understand that like those the movies are about Anakin, mm-hmm. right? But Obi-Wan is so important. Oh, for sure, yeah. To Anakin? To Anakin, that in my mind, he's always been a main character. Like it seems like a lot of the times in the prequels it's either like what's Anakin doing or what's
1: Obi-Wan doing. You know, and that's it. Yeah, I look at him so the way I, like, I look at Han in the OT
0: okay yeah fair enough i mean i honestly though personally i think of him having a little bit more weight than Han. like i just like i'm just having a hard time like sort of like reckoning the fact that like this show is trying to do its own thing trying to tell a story in this time and that's like taking away from some of the character development that we could have gotten in this period like the last few episodes with obi-wan and instead like what we're getting is just like you know classic adventure stuff which is fine it's entertaining but it's like not what i came here for you know um and another point that i really wanted to make is just that i feel like this show is like overcomplicating the existing canon in some ways like it's opening up like to me at least and and maybe this will be rectified by the final episode but so far it's like opened up more questions for me about like how like what like like and not good questions more just like how is that happening like what is going on for example um like the fact that reva knows who darth vader is like and and seemingly like bale organa also knew who darth vader was but like obi-wan didn't know like that's kind of weird to me sure i mean with i was like what like i thought nobody knew i thought like i'm like okay well maybe reva could know they don't even show like you know a clone trooper calling him Lord Vader or something like that in the flashback. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, okay, so but you know I, I can I'm willing to suspend disbelief and be like, okay, yeah, she knows somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, okay, but like, how does bale know? Because like there's like a scene where Obi Wan's talking to Bail Organa, and Bail like references like him, like Darth Vader and stuff, as like Anakin, like knowing he's Anakin. And I'm like, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> So like does every does everybody know?
1: And like not Obi-Wan? Like, I would imagine I know this was never at least shown in TV or uh film. It might be in a book or something like, but like I'd imagine if Obi-Wan saw that tape and saw Anakin be called Lord Vader and then uh went immediately onto the Tantive 3 or whatever it was with mm-hmm. Yoda and they were discussing the children yeah i imagine obi-wan would be like hey anakin turned evil they're calling this dude vader now you gotta keep his kid safe like if if obi-wan was entrusting anakin's child to bail organa i'd imagine he'd fill him in on everything he knew as well uh and then in addition to that obi-wan's been in a cave for 10 years bail organa is a senator so he's probably familiar with vader as a person right because at least at the beginning of this show it's implied that uh bale and obi-wan have not made any contact in those 10 years so yeah obi-wan clueless to vader being around i would buy if he's living in a cave in the middle of nowhere on tatooine where bale Bale organa is like oh that's anakin every day he goes to the senate building you know yeah yeah
0: i guess i guess maybe
1: but like yeah
0: I don't know. It's just like those types of things, like as the star Wars fan that I am, I think about, and I'm like, for what? sure. Yeah. Like that doesn't even make any sense. And also like, not to be like that guy, but I feel like this show's kind of like made Darth Vader a little bit of a pussy. Like, like, like he didn't just walk through the fire to get Obi-Wan in episode three. He didn't just use his force powers to take down the second ship that was behind the one in episode five. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, like, what's going on? Like, he's so hellbent on, like, getting Kenobi, but just, like, lets him go. And, like, you can't sit here and tell me that, like, Darth Vader was, like, tired from using the Force on the first starship in this, in this, uh, in this show. Like, that's, that's BS, honestly. Like, he, he could have, like, easily just been like, oh, you're in another ship? Let me just take that one down, too. You know? Like, it's just, like, weird stuff like that. I'm like, it's just not believable.
1: I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think those are, uh, elements at play because this is a show and not a movie, right? Like, they, they need to, I don't know why they need to, but like, because they have six episodes to fill, they need to have them get away again. Um, but I,
0: but they don't though, if they wrote it different and, and they fucking like actually, I don't know, man, they didn't have to do it that way. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, whole game of chase, you know? Sure. That's what it feels like.
1: I will say, though, I do like in this episode because, um, like, the idea of Anakin finally seeing Vader again, or sorry, Anakin and Vader finally seeing Obi-Wan again, being so, like, laser focused on just the rage and hatred, and in that episode where he's burning him and he's like, "I I want you to suffer, like, this is just the beginning um like at that point i was like okay yeah i I get that that makes sense this is still an anakin he's only like 30 uh and i know like strength wise prime vader for sure but yeah yeah the the thing with like the uh ship getting away they probably could have found a better way to handle that however it just it felt so comical to me dude i laughed i was
0: like what <laughs>
1: i i will God. say though i do like it in terms of thematically what they're doing with this episode with the flashback and i preferred that to however like every fan theory of like it would have been cool to see him in the clone war stuff but connecting to like that time period we talk about a lot lately of like oh between episodes one and two what's their relationship like um and that idea of patience being something anakin never really uh mastered and even looking at revenge of the sith that's kind of his whole problem is that he's not willing to just let time go by he's always like i have to do something i have to say padme so that felt in character and that flaw i think felt in character it's hard to give vader flaws i think in general so just because in this series he's so much more in tune with anakin than he is in the ot i think uh the way they handled um how he lost in the episode and connecting that to anakin and a flashback i liked but i completely see like the visual of the ship flying away is for sure jarring um The point of it though i do like
0: yeah honestly man like i see what you're saying about like the point and how it connects to the you know what they're trying to say like thematically about the characters and everything i get what you're saying but dude like i i just laughed like it was Mm -hmm. it was like it was like it was just like i didn't even think about it. it was just a very like innate just sort of reaction i was like this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i just i don't know that's kind of like where i lost hope anyways um and then just like stuff like all right obi-wan like obviously like we've seen some we've seen some progression with his character he has sort of transformed from being like this recluse sort of person who feels ashamed about his failure and doesn't very, think very highly of himself. and doesn't really want to help others because he's afraid of repeating his failure to someone who is basically saying to these smugglers of you know force sensitive people that like, you know Vader knows that I will do anything to protect these people. That's a huge one eighty in his character, and I'm, and I see that, and I recognize that, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's just the little things, man. Like, like why did why did Obi Wan give. Like, uh, why did Obi-Wan give Kumail's character his lightsaber, his pistol, and his freaking voicemail that had, like, all of the, that had all of the information about the kids? I mean... It's like, the Obi-Wan I know wouldn't do that. (laughs)
1: Like... I think he would, dude. He was expecting to not come back. It's only when he started talking to Reva that he realized that there was an opportunity there, you know?
0: I guess, dude. I guess. I'm just And plus,
1: uh, (laughs) um kumail's character like is the like he proved himself to obi-wan like he proved himself trustworthy and i believe at that point that's after tala was shot so like the only person he could trust still was kumail right like that was it if he was expecting to go sacrifice himself so leia and everybody else could get away like a very jedi act like he doesn't really have any other options he can't just ship leia out on her own you know so i guess to me it felt fine because kumail did prove himself trustworthy already in the show
0: i i guess man but like if you really pull back and you look at it from a macro lens like the whole point of the show basically so far is that you know he keeps leia safe Mm -hmm. that kind of extends to luke right Mm -hmm. like you don't think like that's been his whole mission since the end of episode three That's his only purpose in the galaxy, is to keep Luke safe, and by extension Leia, you know? Why would he be so careless to just, like, let that... Like, it just doesn't make sense, man. Like, To me, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, like, I feel like... I, I don't know. When I get a voicemail on my phone, I could just erase it, you know? Like, why couldn't he just have erased it or something like that instead of, like, giving this this galaxy changing information into the hands of like some dude that he met like three days ago to me that just doesn't really make any sense that's not the obi-wan that I. Know well what would the alternative be i don't know delete the voicemail man Does that how like, those things work i don't know destroy it <laughs> like like destroy it or something like that's your whole thing like that has like he, he literally says like the boy on tatooine like just giving out his information, you know, just completely doxing Luke and his family, right? Like Uncle Uncle Owen and all that kind of stuff. Like, dude, like I, I just don't get it. Like, I feel like if you were trying to keep these kids safe, that was the only purpose you had left in your life, and you're a Jedi and you're trained to like do that, and that's like you know that that's like galaxy changing information that everyone is is looking for, but they don't know it yet, basically. Like, why wouldn't you be more careful with that? You know, why wouldn't you just like burn the thing? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I I, I hear you. I, I don't think it's that drastic of a departure from like where he's at mentally and like what he's actually doing as a Jedi. Because like he's still not back to his normal self. Like he's, he's like slowly getting there. Um, but yeah, like... I I don't know, and I mean, what are you expecting the ramifications of Reva finding it are like? Do you don't like what? Do you think she's gonna tell Vader or like something?
0: Oh no, it's I think it's pretty clear what she's gonna do. She's gonna go on her own mm-hmm. to Tatooine. She's going to like basically like hold Luke and his family hostage until like Obi Wan can come and sort of save the day and convince her once and for all that like they share a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And she's going to help him sort of escape or hide that information from Vader in some way and sacrifice herself in the process. And that's the end of the show. That's how I think it's going to end. And to me, it's just like, okay, like, great. Like, all the emotional weight is put on this character who's like, A, now dead, if that does come true, and B, like, we met like six episodes ago.
1: You know? Yeah, so I honestly don't, know if we're gonna get another vader fight um because I he doesn't have a way to track obi-wan anymore uh Rava would have zero reason to like compel vader because she doesn't know who the kid is in relation to him um yeah even if she was like hey vader i found this kid he'd be like okay cool why she, she's right. like like, there's nothing sensitive, I don't think from Bale's message, I'd have to listen to it again, that implies that it is Vader's son or that Leia is Vader's daughter. So, I don't think she knows that. She just knows that there's a kid on Tatooine that is as important as Leia is. But she doesn't even know why Leia is important, right? So... No, she doesn't. She doesn't. And there's no way... Like, Vader would just see it as another trap if she's like hey vader i got something for you like so i don't imagine that being the case i could maybe see her like i think she will go to tatooine but i can maybe see her go there for answers or maybe as a way to know where obi-wan will be again uh but yeah i don't i don't because i don't even think she's gonna die dude I, i i think this is just a theory i've had for a while and i'm wondering if this is another instant of it but like i don't think it's a coincidence that with nearly every new star wars project we are getting a force sensitive or full-blown jedi whose fate is up in the air when luke skywalker after episode six is going to have a temple full of jedi that need teachers so yeah. like Rava, cal kestis um ahsoka like i would not be surprised if Rava walks out of this thing as somebody who fakes her death and is in hiding and eventually when we touch on post six stuff maybe she pops up with cal and ahsoka as people because i do appreciate what the show has been doing for her because i think she's an interesting character um the idea of like a sleeper cell jedi padawan that's committing to the bit to get revenge on anakin skywalker for murdering her classmates i think is a really interesting character motivation and and okay that is
0: that is very interesting and that is very new and i do think that that's kind of where it's it's going you don't think so though
1: what that she's gonna die
0: no 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 not not that she's going to die like do you do you are those mutually exclusive like do you think that if she is indeed, like, basically a Jedi paddle, uh, Jedi youngling sleeper cell in the Inquisitorious, yeah. like, do you think that that necessarily means that she's going to die, if, if that is true? Or do you think that, like, you know, she still has a chance of living, if, if that is true?
1: I think she still has a chance of living, because, like I said, every time we've met a new Jedi in this time period, none of them have died. None of them on screen have been killed, you know? Like, it feels like we're building this roster of people, Ezra as well, who are like, yeah, there's there's Jedi besides Luke out there still that survived. Like, I made peace with that as soon as I learned Ahsoka survived. But, like, it seems like that is something that has continued to go on. And even in Mandalorian, Ahsoka's like, there's not many Jedi left. That doesn't mean there's just one, right? So... I could see a world where I think Raya will be redeemed. Um, if we go back to the uh, part corresponding episode theory, somebody's gonna have to be redeemed next week for *Turn of the Jedi*. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. I, I...
1: And but if that I mean like does
0: can she be redeemed in death though? That's kind of like my thing. I feel like she's definitely on the path to like mm-hmm. redemption in some way. I
1: think if she i i like i i feel like obi-wan is going to be able to get through to her and if she is able to like show some remorse and some way or another discovers the importance of the children in that final episode i think that she will fully back off and be like you know what this is bigger than me i don't want to cause a problem for these kids uh See a never obi one, and then eventually she'll pop up somewhere else. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah,
0: that's that's an interesting
1: theory. But I sp- think it, it could go a lot of ways. It absolutely can, but I think specifically what this episode does, and this, the show as a whole, I, I really think she's an interesting character, dude. I for the Trilla was the first Inquisitor. I was like, okay, I I I can get behind this. But with Reva, I genuinely think the motivations are much more interesting and layered. And, um, yeah, I, I do think that that entire character is a big highlight of the show for me, so. I mean,
0: I think that if that does come true, if if she ends up fulfilling, like, the obvious path that she's on of redeeming herself, then, yeah, like, that was that's an extremely interesting sort of way to approach an, an Inquisitor, you know? I just... As it stands right now, it just seems like a distraction to me, you know? Sure. I, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. Like, I guess maybe I just had, maybe my expectations were kind of off for what this should be. Sure. Um, and and what this was going to be. Um,
1: and, I don't know, man. and if, like, we know that Obi-Wan eventually gives up on Vader, and I think by the end of this show, it's going to be very clear that he does not see Anakin anymore. Like, he's not, he's given up. So when he meets Luke in A New Hope, he's like, yeah, you got to kill this guy eventually. Um, Obi-Wan was never able to redeem or save Anakin, but if he if he's able to save Leia and then help redeem a Padawan that he failed and she calls him out on it, didn't protect the kids, I think that would also be a good, like, um, just a nice moment for him to sort of come to terms with everything if he's able to like actually physically help somebody that he failed when he didn't for anakin i think that's also a good parallel to where his character needs to grow yeah in this show
0: no definitely i think that's that's an interesting point i do like the the line reva says to her to to obi-wan where she's like where were you when that happened or whatever like yeah and i was like he was on Utapau, man. Like, yeah. cut him some slack. Like, he was, he was killing General Grievous. Like, he, he was doing stuff, you know?
1: <laughs> he was being a pawn in a useless war. Yeah,
0: literally. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. Um, I looked up the the message that Bail Organa gives to, to Obi-Wan. Um, mm-hmm. He explicitly says, if he's found you, sort of referring to Vader, if he's learned of the children... If I don't hear from you soon, I'll head to Tatooine. Owen oh, will need help with the boy. That's kind of spelling it
1: out there, Bill. You know? No, not that they're his kids, though. Because he's... Like, a big topic of this show and Reva's uh, dialogue is that... And uh, Tal's as well, is that Vader's hunting four sensitive kids. So as far as she's concerned, or anybody who sees that tape, it's just force-sensitive kids, you know?
0: I guess so, I guess. I,
1: it just seems like, very specifically, like,
0: why would Vader care about these two random kids, you know? like
1: Maybe they could be Obi-Wan's kids, and Vader would use them as revenge. But even then, it's just... I hear what you're saying, but, like, if you do, if we're just going strictly off of what's there, I think there's enough room that okay, it's Fair uh, defendable. Fair enough. Because... If he was like, if Anakin, Scott, if Vader learns that he has a son, oh, or he's in deep shit, like I don't, like if it was that I think it would be much more like a yeah, very careless. Okay, but, fair enough.
0: I, I don't know, man. Yeah. uh
1: Is there a world where because I don't know how much weight you put on finales or how things all get tied up, but um do you see a world where next week your tune feels different about the point of the show and uh just your read on everything
0: taking each episode as it comes to me um and you know i was okay with like the relative lack of movement almost that episode four gave us but seeing it seeing how episode five panned out i think i'm just maybe it's just raw emotion because mm-hmm. i did only see it like a few hours ago and i haven't had much time um that would make a little bit disappointed um, in the direction of the show, but I do think that they have time if they want. As to what they've set up so far, there is, you know, I I look at this and I'm, you know, happy about like how it, gets told told a good story because it's still possible. I just I don't know. It's just signs are not pointing that way to me.
1: For sure, yeah, I I'm definitely curious to see how they wrap it up, um, and for. All the reasons that you and I have given for really enjoying this show, if people are let down for those reasons being the takeaways, I completely get that. Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I see... Like, Obi-Wan's arc in this show, since first episode, was always going to be an arc of healing more than anything else, I think. Or, like, yeah. processing and coming to terms with, which... I don't like that's not necessarily something that's exciting or new or feels like development because Obi-Wan's lost at the beginning and he has to get back to where he was, you know. Um and looking at other Star Wars stuff like with Luke in The Last Jedi, I think a lot of off-screen character development happens for Luke, but the Luke we end up getting is in the end kind of like the Luke we always know because he's getting back to that point so if people don't like that if people prefer seeing like forward growth rather than like a character that did regress and gets back i completely understand that and having a preference for breaking new ground um but yeah being disappointed that uh gets a big focus in an obi-wan show is that a wrong opinion? I don't think so, but I'm really happy with it.
0: Yeah, fair enough, man. I, and, you know, if they treat her character right, if they stay true to, like, some of the stuff that they've been setting up, then I think I might have a different opinion on her character as a whole. And that's not to say that, like, there's, there aren't some aspects of her character that I don't... that I do like. Like, I do like her in some aspects, and I do think that, like, the weird contempt that she has for Vader is like interesting but like i don't
1: yeah, know yeah i did not it's... see that coming honestly
0: yeah no me either and i don't want to say that like i think it's focusing too much on reva I, I don't i just think like reva is like a symptom of a larger problem in this sure sh- like where where i feel like they're just kind of like other than what we all came here for but that's just my opinion that's just my opinion
1: mm. um, and again, I don't. I think, like, what you're saying is truth, but I, I think it's just the way that it's being received depending on the person and, like, what expectations are and all that stuff, like, I think um, is what is the variation. But yeah. to end on a good note... Can I also, oh, go ahead.
0: Can I also just make one comment? Yeah. Um, Stormtroopers have never been so bad at their jobs and their lives than ep- in this episode. Um, that one scene where they're all in like the very very small hallway yeah and like they completely outnumber like the quote-unquote rebels mm-hmm. right the stormtroopers a single one of them
1: yeah. like they're
0: they all don't have cover like i think i think i counted two of them die in like a two-minute scene where they're just like shooting into all of them
1: and it, it's, it's just funny you say that. Yeah,
0: I was. I laughed. <laughs> that was the first time.
1: W- when that was happening, I did think back to him like, "Yeah, they're really embracing the stormtroopers have piss poor aim again, huh?" Um, Only an imperial stormtrooper yeah. is so precise, like so yeah. so funny mm-hmm. because it's not true. Maybe he was pranking him. Maybe he's he's punking him Probably. out. um and uh with like a, a positive thing because i imagine you would have enjoyed this uh seeing obi-wan and anakin again though like episode two times that that episode one and two obi-wan lightsaber that was cool to see yes
0: dude that was so cool well it's actually episode two that was the second lightsaber oh well, th- he lost the first one against Marvel. Oh, good true yeah
1: yeah i forgot that he went with the the ball pommel twice
0: he actually it, it almost looks like because I, I looked it up earlier today like, christian it looked like mm-hmm. he inverted it like he had the uh, ball pommel basically on the first one but then like the emitter on the second one was like a ball which is like kind of interesting oh, interesting, kinda interesting. Um, huh. but yeah dude i noticed yeah. that too i was like that's sick
1: <laughs> yeah i also um i was gonna send this to you i saw somebody um pull a comparison up of the way that the two of them like are pacing around each other in the arena before they start their duel is the exact same thing they do in revenge of the Sith on Mustafar when they take the robes off and they're walking back and forth, like exact same movement, exact same choreography of like the pre fight, just like measuring you up, which I thought was a great touch. Um, and yeah, Mad respect to them for not de-aging Hayden Christensen. Because I thought he looked good and he played young Anakin very well there. Like, I believed it. I bought it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, like, he looked a little old for where
1: Anakin was supposed to be. Sure.
0: Like, but, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really matter, I don't think. Yeah, like, the way he
1: played it, I think, carried the same episode two Anakin. I I thought it, it was definitely episode two
0: Anakin. I think, without question, though you can't say that visually he looked anything like episode 2 Anakin. That's not a problem to me. I Honestly, I thought all of that stuff was super cool. I wish there was more. I like went back and watched some of it and there's not a lot of it. It's kind of in, in, interspersed between, within the episode in some weird ways.
1: Yeah, I do like the times they transition it though because like I think one of the times it's a focus on like Obi-Wan's eyes. Another time it cuts to Vader as a close up. So like just seeing the two of them yeah. like thinking that they're thinking back to those moments like was a good touch i thought but again a lot of quotes you and saying he'd be down to do another project if they want to go all in on filling in that episode one and two gap i'd be open to it yeah i would be open to that what my last question for you because i have seen people say this and again you've made your delineation between enjoying the episodes and having a problem with the show overall do you think that this was the best episode because i've seen that sentiment a lot no, no, definitely not. Okay. Definitely
0: not. Honestly, I think the best episode is episode. Um, this episode, I just, I don't know. I just, I've had the most problems with it.
1: So yeah, it's not. My it was for sure the most fan y one. Uh, I enjoy how they handled the fanservice in this. Because like, we've seen how poorly Star Wars can handle fanservice, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm not necessarily against fanservice
1: right yeah but yeah i i really liked the episode a lot uh it's one of my favorites of the season i'd have to think of if i think it's my favorite of the season but um yeah i i really did love seeing the uh the callbacks and just what it does for anakin and vader and Rava. but yeah excited to see how it wraps up youtube.com slash joyclicks you can go to for lots of gaming related stuff recently lots of reaction streams um this week i don't know when this episode is posting uh thursday might have happened already might be about to happen uh we're doing a hall of game induction ceremony check it out myself will be there mike will be there making some cases for some excellent games trying to get them in the hall of game be recognized as greatness so you can check that out but if you want to listen to Jedi Knights on audio services, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Rating and reviewing is quick, easy, helps the show out a bunch, and is a free way to support if you enjoy. You can support us on a monetary level by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. 5 bucks will give you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. But that is Jedi Knights for the week. Mike, I've enjoyed the discussion in obi-wan every week it's a it, it's shameful we only have one more of these to go oh, yeah.
0: yeah it kind of doesn't feel real we've been talking about it hyping it up for so many years and then we only have one episode to go so wild until how works. Two.
1: yeah well. uh well we will be back to talk about the finale how it ranks up with the show and uh maybe just maybe we'll all get to see good old anakin skywalker again but until then We're fine. Everything's fine. How are you?
0: May the force be with
1: you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Beep is up.